blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co-host, Brian, not Adam Spees McClure. <laughs> Thank you, Brian, for coming on. Uh, Adam is a little under the weather, uh, but we wanted to make sure these uh, are two contenders for today. Still got a chance to battle it out. So, Brian, thank you so much for coming on and helping me host this show. No problem. Today, we have two new friends coming to play in our trivia sandbox. In one corner, he's no Bobby, so you won't have to go searching for him, because he's here to put his opponents in checkmate. It's Neil the Steel Fisher! Neil, welcome to the show, and uh, let the folks at home know a little bit about you. Well, thank you for having me. I uh, hope Adam feels better. I just got my voice back uh, recently. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, first of all, uh, just great job with everything that you guys do. Um, I love this show. I love the format. Uh, it's great for a pop culture fanatic like myself. A little bit about me. By day, I'm a filmmaker. I do commercials and features, shorts, films, all that kind of good stuff, um, and do some writing as well. My first book just came out uh, in April called Being Patrick Swayze. It's a uh, comedic love letter to the life and career of Patrick Swayze. And then um, most of my time is spent uh, being a co-host and producer of Triviality Podcast. Uh, we're a weekly pub trivia-style game show podcast. We come out every Tuesday. So after you're done with Throwback Trivia Takedown, come listen to us. Uh, and uh, we like to say we have a lack of seriousness uh, with a little bit of knowledge. So uh, some fun and trivia and uh, just very uh, laid-back uh, laid episodes. So hopefully uh, people will enjoy it. Awesome. That all sounds fantastic. In the other corner... He's a lean, mean trivia machine who'll leave you so obscene you'll need Dramamine. It's Dean, the nice guy, Bratton. Well, thank you for that intro. <laughs> I don't know how you guys come up with them. Every time I listen, I'm like, how much time do they spend on those intros? But Not as much time as you would think, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, welcome to the show, and uh, let the folks at home know a little, know a little bit about you. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Dean Bratton. Um, I'm currently in the military, so military intelligence, geospatial imagery, analyst almost 20 years i get to retire in about a year nice uh on the the side like now i'm doing some community theater so i'm gonna play right now so after this i'll be going i'll be getting my script trying to get my lines down going to rehearsal and we're going to perform this play called it's called my three angels it'll be in the el paso playhouse where i'm staying right now i'm stationed here in el paso texas fort bliss so El el paso playhouse my three angels um, December 3rd, 1st, if you're in El Paso, come on through. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to happen. So <laughs> that's me. Awesome. Uh, all right, folks. Well, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. 
In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit more. And I think... Uh, I think everyone here is about of the right age to know to know something about this one. And I was thinking about this the other day because uh, it came on something came on the television about it. I want to know what was your favorite season of MTV's The Real World, and you can just name it by location. Honestly, if you gave me a number, I probably wouldn't know the answer, but I would go <laughs> by location. Let's go a, first, Neil. Uh, you can go first. You know, I, I'm trying to think back because I've only seen a few of them, so I, I'm going to try to pick a good one. But I'll let you go first on this one. Okay, I can probably. When I lived in, when I was stationed in Germany, however many years back that was, we didn't get a lot of. I stayed off base, so I didn't get. I got German TV, so the only channel they got in English that I can always watch between CNN was MTV. That was always in English, so I watched a lot of MTV, and that then they were showing the. Real world, real world in New Orleans. So I don't know if I got attached to it, but I mean, I watch it all the time because it was in English. Right. Uh, it's, so, New Orleans. it's so funny. I was going to say New Orleans just because uh, one of my roommates, when I studied in London, um, got on the show randomly. And I remember he messaged us and he's like, I'm on the real world, New Orleans. Um, so I was going to say it, but I won't do the same one. So um, just for being, you know, vanilla and lame, I'm just going to go with the OG. I'm going to say the original. So. New York Which was what was that? Los Angeles, New York, New York, New York. I think. New York. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, the correct answer, <laughs> of course. And this is just for me. I don't know what it was about this one. Was was London, the London Ooh. one? I loved that one for some reason. I, I just loved the people one. in that one. That's with Jacinda Barrett, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, between the two, I- I'm gonna have to go the OG. I'm gonna have to All go right. the OG New York one. So. Neil's going to get to pick first in round one. Neil, what category would you like to start us off in? I will go with uh, movies. All right. And your decade will be the 60s. Name this 1964 British drama film starring Anne Bancroft as an unusually fertile woman and Peter Peter Finch as her philandering husband. Um... I think I know. I know. I can see the poster in my head. Um, oh, it's the name of a of a nursery rhyme or a, a rhyme. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, oh, it's the uh, Peter Peter. Uh, the pumpkin eater. The pumpkin eater is correct. Good pull. <laughs> Good pull. Because I had no idea. I was like, oh well. <laughs> I, I, a lot of movies I remember from stupid things like that. So I had to make sure I remembered that rhyme. So. <laughs> All right, good uh, good start, and now we are over to Dean. Sir, what category would you like? Um, Let me try sports ball. Some sports ball. Oh, that's right, I'm doing the dice today. And your decade is the 90s. I offered, John. I know. <laughs> uh, this question is brought to you by Scott Barber. The 1992 U.S. men's Olympic basketball team, a.k.a. the Dream Team, is perhaps the greatest team of any sport ever to be assembled. What then-future Hall of Famer would lead the team in scoring during its gold medal run, averaging 18 points per game? Who led the team in scoring that year? 
I can name the whole team practically, but which guy led in scoring? Okay, Bird, Magic, Jordan, Barkley. I want. I'll say Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is correct. Okay, I was thinking that. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott added a little thing that Michael Jordan only averaged 14.9 points per game. You think Michael would have scored a lot, but Barkley, the higher scorer on that team. I just remember because I remember Barkley gave that elbow to that one guy, and it just stuck <laughs> in my head that he was he was quite notorious for that whole tournament. Notorious. I can't do a Barkley impression. That was horrible. That was, that was, that <laughs> terrible. was terrible. That was terrible. That was terrible. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back over to Neil. Uh, I will do TV, please. All right. And your decade is also the 90s. What HBO sketch comedy show starred Bob Odenkirk and David Cross and featured comedians including Sarah Silverman, Paul F. Tompkins, and Jack Black? Definitely remember this show uh, called Mr. Show. Mr. Show is correct. I know you're going to find this hard to believe, John, but I have that collection on my shelf. No. <laughs> this is this is my surprised voice. <laughs> all right. Doing uh we're all doing pretty well. Dean, let's keep that train rolling. What category would you like? Oh, I'll try. I don't know. Um let's try news and politics, please. All right. <laughs> the dice are loving the nineties today. Mm. What turf war in Montreal, Canada, lasting from nineteen ninety four to two thousand and two between the Hells Angels and the Rock Machine, left 162 people dead, including civilians. Hmm. This I've never heard of. I have to try and think I'm a guess. Turf War between the Hells Angels and the who? The Rock Machine. Rock Machine. So it's a turf war. Um, um, I can't think of anything. The Green Grass gang war i don't know i mean i can't even okay the green grass gang war that's a nice alliteration there uh is incorrect <laughs> neil can you steal did you say what city it was in or or montreal canada um sometimes on on triviality i, I come up with dumb answers uh just off of my gut because maybe they're right so i'm just gonna say for lack of knowledge on this uh montreal's in quebec so the quebec biker gang uh, turf War. The Quebec Biker Gang Turf War is close enough. It is simply the Quebec Biker War. Okay. So I will give <laughs> wow. you that one. Good one, good one, good one. I, for, I forgot he said Quebec. I should have just even, that was a good methodology. Sometimes it works. <laughs> Sometimes it makes me look really dumb. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shout out the podcast History of the 90s because they did a whole episode on it and it was absolutely fascinating. That's where I stole that question from. So. Uh, all right, Neil, you got the steal, and you get to pick your next category. What would you like? I will go with uh, literature. And negative 10 points for saying <laughs> correctly. Other Adam Spees, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and I, pff, it's the 90s again. I can't believe that. Sometimes the dice like what the dice like. All right, this is a little bit of a winded question. Debuted on February 16, 1990 in New York City, and different from celebrity-focused publications such as Us Weekly and People, what magazine primarily concentrates on media news and critical reviews for a more general audience? Unlike Variety and The Hollywood Reporter, which are primarily established as trade magazines aimed at industry insiders. Oh, wow. Um, 
first I was thinking of the JFK Jr. magazine, but I, that's not that's definitely not that. Um, and you said it was in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Magazine. New York Magazine is incorrect. Dean, can you steal? Okay, can you read that one more time, please? Yes. Thank Debuted you. on February 16, 1990, in New York City, and different from celebrity-focused publications as Us Weekly and People, what magazine primarily concentrates on media news and critical reviews for a more general audience, unlike Variety and The Hollywood Reporter, which were primarily established as trade magazines aimed at industry insiders? I don't know. Is it Entertainment Weekly? Entertainment Weekly is correct. Nice. Okay. Nice. Good pull. I was guessing. <laughs> well, that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Dean, you got that steal, and now you get to pick your own category. Okay. Let, What's left, left for we me? Got, we got music, toys and yeah. games, fashion, slang, and food. Let me go with slang, please. All right. And if this has the 90s, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> it's the 2000s. Oh, wow. This portmanteau term was originally coined by editor Dave Carney of Big Brother Magazine in the 90s, but came into prominence in the mid-2000s as a term for two gentlemen with a strong friendship. Oh, that's a uh, um, man crush? Man crush is incorrect. Oh. Neil, can you steal? I'm going to say it is um, probably what Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn have in a lot of their movies, a bromance. That's it. Bromance is correct. I should have taken a beat and thought about that. We all have a bromance here, though. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. All right, Neil, you got that still, and we are back over to you. I'll, I'll go with uh, music, please. All right. Going over to music. And we're back to the 90s. <laughs> All right. This is a finish the lyric question. Okay. I'm going to read the lyrics uh, from a song that I unfortunately did not write down the year for. And so I'm going to look that up while I try to waste a little bit of time. Okay. Uh, finish the lyric of this 1997 song. It is three words. All right. And how you got me blind is still a mystery. I can't get you out of my head. Don't care what is written in your history, as long as you're... Am I finishing the lyric or just saying what the song is? Finishing the lyric. Okay. Can I... Sorry. Can I know what song it is. Can I hear it one more time? Sure. And how you got me blind is still a mystery. I can't get you out of my head. Don't care what is written in your history... As long as you're... Well, um, anyone who listens to Triviality knows I'm a huge boy band fan. Um, this is not my preferred boy band. This is Backstreet Boys. Um, I believe this is As Long As You Love Me. And I think the lyric, as long as... Can I hear the last line one more time? As long as you're... Here with me. Here with me is correct. Okay. Good job, because... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> lost my boy band credit. Trying to get that one. Okay. <laughs> Almost lost him. <laughs> All right, uh, Dean. Oh, got geez. toys and games, fashion, and food left. Oh, let me get fashion, please. Ooh, 
Normally that's uh, one that gets left towards the end. <laughs> and we have a 50s question. Oh, jeez. Jackie Kennedy wasn't sick when she helped popularize what small hat with a flat crown, straight upright sides, and no brim. Say that voice part again. Jackie Kennedy. Jackie Kennedy wasn't sick when she helped popularize what small hat sick. with a flat crown, oh. straight upright sides, and no brim. Is that a pill hat? I'll I'll take that as a, as the correct cap? answer. Pillbox. Mm-hmm. Pillbox pill hat. Yeah, but I'll pill take pill hat. hat. Mm-hmm. I'll take nice, that. nice poll, nice. Thank you. All right, we got toys and games and food left. Neil, which one do you want? I will go with uh, food. All right. We'll laugh if it's the nineties. Nope, it is the two thousands. <laughs> Opened on August nineteenth in two thousand two in the Southport area of Indianapolis, Indiana. What theme restaurant? named after a song, was a partnership of the Orlando, Florida-based Margaritaville Holdings, LLC, and OSI Restaurant Partners. I like mine with lettuce and tomato. Can you hear that one more time, please? Mm-hmm. Opened on August 19, 2002, in the Southport area of Indianapolis, Indiana, what theme restaurant named after a song was, partner, was the partnership of the Orlando, Florida-based Margaritaville Holdings, LLC, and the OSI re- Restaurant Partners. I like mine with lettuce and tomato. Uh, this one I don't know, so I'm just going to say um, Big Kahuna Burger from Pulp Fiction. Big Kahuna Burger is incorrect. Dean, can you steal? Um, I don't know either, but um, you said Margaritaville... You said BLT something in, I don't know, Baconville? Baconville sounds like a restaurant I would absolutely go to. <laughs> Me too. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Brian, you got a guess on this one? That is Cheeseburger in Paradise. It closed uh, a few years ago, I think. Yeah, oh. Cheeseburger in Paradise, named after the uh, the Jimmy Buffett song. Jimmy Buffett, okay. I have seen one of those, okay. All right, we have our first miss. Gentlemen, this has been pretty impressive so far. So far, every question has been answered. Uh, and we have one more going to Dean, and that is for toys and games. And let's oh, find okay. out what decade worst is going to be. <laughs> it is going to be the 60s. Okay. All right. Created in 1959 by Danish Fisher and woodcutter Thomas Dam, what hairy plastic toy became one of the U.S.'s biggest toy fads from the autumn of 1963 to 1965. Harry Plastic Toy. Okay. Um, say one more time. Created in 1958 and then... Yeah, created in 1959 by Danish fisherman right. and woodcutter Thomas Dam. What hairy plastic toy became one of the U.S.'s biggest toy fads from the autumn of 1963 to 1965? Okay. Um, I don't know this one, so I'm going to have to guess... Uh, plastic toy, and then only thing. First thing I thought was Chia Pet, but I don't know if that was a toy, but it was hairy. But a Finnish hairy plastic toy. Hmm, what are they doing in Finland? Uh, when I don't know. So I don't know Chia Pet, but I have no idea. Chia is incorrect. Of course, Neil, can you steal? 
I'm trying to think of Harry toys as well. Uh, Chio is one I thought of, um, like animal dolls. But for some reason, my gut is telling me like Danish woodworker. I don't know if the original one was made out of wood, but Harry, 1960s, makes me think of the um, troll dolls because of the long hair. So that's my guess. Mm. Troll dolls is correct. Ooh. All right, good one. I didn't. I never heard of those. <laughs> Oh, there's no way you've never seen one. There's no way you've one, never yeah. seen one. Absolutely. Good pull, because I was like, I don't even know what those are. All right, that is the end of round one. Uh, Mr. McClure, what is our score? Well, with interesting first round, only one question completely missed. Uh, we're at a score of 60 to 30 with a couple stills, and anything can happen in the second round. All right, and that is Neil on top? Yep. That is Neil on top. All right. Not for long, probably. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anything can happen in round two. We've seen bigger comebacks than that. Absolutely. An interesting mix of uh, category selections throughout that round. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, well, Neil got to pick first in round one. So, Dean, you're going to pick for Neil to start off round two. What category do you want to give him? Okay. Well, I know he's going to get movies and TV. <laughs> so. Should have faked it better. <laughs> But let me see how we. Let me see what Neil knows about fashion. Let me see what kind of fashion plate he is. All right, and it's going to be the two thousands. This question is brought to us by Nick Groves. There was one simple rule when it came to cocktail dresses in the early aughts: the tighter, the better. One of the most in-demand style of dresses was made by designer Hervé Lager who became known throughout Hollywood for his uber-sexy silhouettes that were adored by the likes of Kim Kardashian and Kate Winslet. This dress style would look great on your mummy. Oh, I've come up with the name of the dress style. Okay. Um, it's funny because when you said one simple rule, I was like, oh, maybe Kaylee Cuoco wore this when she was on Eight Simple Rules. Um, that's where my brand went. I have no idea. Um I'm just going to say cocktail dress, which is just a generic term. So I don't know. Cocktail dress is incorrect. Dean, can you steal? I might need to hear that again, please. That was a lot. There was one simple rule when it came to cocktail dresses in the early aughts. The tighter, the better. One of the most in-demand style of dresses was made by designer Hervé Lager, who became known throughout Hollywood for his uber-sexy silhouettes that were adored by the likes of Kim Kardashian and Kate Winslet. This dress style would look great on your mummy. Okay. Oh, I just tight. got the clue. Ugh. Yeah, tight mummy. Um, what do they wrap mummies in? Um, a coffin dress? Coffin dress is also incorrect. You're, you're going down the right path. They're called bandage, bandage. dresses. Oh, bandage, because I was thinking, I knew they wrapped them in bandages. Oh, they wrapped them in bandages. Okay. Yep. I was like, what are they Nick, wrapped Nick in? Heard, or Neil heard the hint there at the end. I did. <laughs> I wasn't listening closely enough. Yeah. All right. No points. No harm, no foul there. Uh, Neil, what category do you want to give to Dean? I will give Dean sports. <laughs> All right. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Trailing 45-41 to 41 with under one minute left in the game against the Miami Hurricanes, what Boston College QB let loose a Hail Mary pass on the final play to win the game? He also went on to win the Heisman Trophy that year. 
So, yeah, um, Gerald Phelan caught the pass, I believe. And I was watching this on a little black and white TV in the kitchen. And that was Doug Flutie, number 22 or 20, whatever. Yeah, Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie is correct. Nice. And that's a good poll because as I read the question, I realized I gave you no other context as to what the game was, <laughs> what game it was. So I'm glad you knew that. I would have been really sad that he had all that flavor text. He would have got the quarterback wrong. <laughs> it was it was Dan Reno. <laughs> all right. Points. Dean, what category do you want to give to Neil? Um, let's go with slang. All right. And your decade is the 50s. What's the 50s term for a tough guy or a dude who uses too much hair product? Oh, uh, thankfully, oh. my fiance is uh, directing this uh, in a couple months. Uh, I'm going to go with Greaser. Mm-hmm. Greaser is correct. That's it. That's it. She doing the Outsiders or Grease? Uh, she's doing Grease. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm am ashamed that I cannot play Danny Zuko, but uh, they won't allow adults <laughs> to perform in kids' shows. So, I, I get it. It's fine. <laughs> what a shame. All right, Neil, what do you want to give to Dean? I will give Dean news and politics. All right. And your decade is the 2000s. All right. Assuming we were all alive then, so. <laughs> it's another Canada question. Why? I love me some Canada. What can I say? <laughs> the Walkerton tragedy was an outbreak of what bacteria when it contaminated the drinking water of the Ontario, Canada town where it caused six deaths and infected more than 2,000 people? So I got to name the bacteria? Mm-hmm. Um, only one I can think of, it might, I mean, what are the bacterias out there? What's my bacteria list? Uh, What's trending right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what, how about E. coli sounds good. I mean, that's the best one I can come up with. E. coli doesn't sound very good, but it is correct. All right. Nice. All right. I was, I was, I was right there with you. I was like, E. coli, salmonella, that's one of them probably. I don't know. Exactly. Right. I was going to give you, it was like, I was going to eliminate it for you. Like, okay. All <laughs> I know is you blame Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Dean, what category do you want to give to Neil? Um... Let's go literature. I hate you all. Another, another <laughs> shout out to Adam Spies. Uh, and your decade is the 2000s. Okay. And this question is brought to us by Jamie Toon. Published in 2000, what Michael Chabon novel tells the story of two Jewish comic creators in 1940s New York? The titular characters are an analog to creators like Siegel and Schuster. That sounds really interesting. Um, I feel like I've heard of this book. Um, I, I think I know like the first two words of the title, but I know there's names in it and I don't know the names. So for lack of a better answer, I believe Michael Chabon wrote uh, Wonder Boys, which was a movie that's probably really my only direction into it. So I know it's wrong, but I'm going to say Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys is incorrect. Dean, can you steal? No. Um, <laughs> let's see. It's for uh, two, it's analog to, to analog to. Um, would you say who's the analog comparison to? Oh, to uh, Siegel and Schuster. Uh, Siegel and Schuster. Okay. So 
a gangster and a and a composer. I don't know. Um, but I still don't know. If that's if that's a clue, I wouldn't. I'm not picking up what you're putting down. Mm, I don't know. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, because I have no idea. Can you say that one more time? I said Rosencrantz and Guildenstern because I'm just I'm I'm out of blank. I cannot come up with this answer. Okay. So. Uh that is incorrect. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look distraught about that. Uh I feel it is dead, though. The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Okay. Of course. I've never heard of it either. <laughs> hmm. uh, all right. No points there. Uh, Neil, it's your turn to pick for Dean. Left, we've got movies, music, TV, toys and games, and food. I will choose uh, food, please. Okay. All right. And we have our very first 70s question. Hmm. Although they were pulled in 1975... What pinwheel-shaped snack took a popular food and put it in chip form? I bet the turtles would have loved them. Turtles would have loved them. Pulled pinwheel snack. Okay. Um, for some reason, I cannot picture any of these foods because, okay, they're a snack pulled in the 70s. Um, turtles. What do turtles eat? Oh, okay, pizza. The Ninja Turtles eat pizza, I think. Okay, so... Can you read that to me one more time, please? I'm putting sure. something together here. I'm working something out here. All right. Although they were pulled in 1975, what pinwheel-shaped snack took a popular food and put it in chip form? I bet the turtles would have loved them. So you want the name of the snack or the name of the particular or just the name of the food they took? It's the snack. Okay. So how about um, pizza, pizza pinwheels? Pizza pinwheels is incorrect. Neil, can you steal? I think Dean's right on with the the food there with the pizza pinwheel. Never, I think I can picture them if they're if they're crackers, kind of like they look like little pizzas with no um, no body. I guess just the, yeah, just the pinwheel. So I, I'll just say pizza crackers. I have no idea. Pizza crackers is also incorrect. You guys were on the right track. <laughs> the pinwheel shape. What do pinwheels also do? They spin. They were called pizza spins. Okay. okay. That's a tough one because obviously they didn't make it past the 70s, so <laughs> we all didn't eat them. But you guys worked out the pizza part, so unfortunately I can't give you half credit, but they sound tasty. I'm sure <laughs> they were I'm sure they were lovely. I'm sure <laughs> they were lovely. All right, Brian, this wouldn't be a game of uh, TTT if I didn't get lost at some point. Where are we? So this would be uh Dean picking for nil. Absolutely. That's what mm-hmm. that's what I said. Okay, so I'm going to give Neil Music. Music. All right. Makes the people come together. And your decade is the 50s. Oh, I wonder, wonder, what band, named for a continuing sound, especially of a person person's voice that is unchanging in pitch, wrote the 1957 hit Book of Love? Oh, that's, um... Oh. You said it's it's a term for someone who doesn't change their pitch. I can read it again if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, I wonder, wonder, what band, named for a continuing sound, especially of a person's voice that is unchanging in pitch, wrote the 1957 hit Book of Love? So I believe the 
the clue, I, I don't know this one for sure, but it, I'm just going to kind of make it sound right. Um, you said a, uh, a sound of a person whose pitch is unchanging, which to me is monotone. And if I were to create a doo-wop group, I would probably call them the monotones. So that's my guess. Exactly what I was thinking. The monotones is correct. <laughs> Good pull, because yeah, that was my exact there, logic. I was like, well, if you didn't say it, I'm going to say monotones. <laughs> way, way, way to work through that one. All, all logic, yeah. <laughs> all right, Neil, what category do you want to give to Dean? Uh, I'll give Dean uh, toys and games. Toys and games, toys Thank and you. games. <laughs> Someone had to say it, right? All right, your decade is the 70s. Okay. Subtitled 13 Against 1, in what 1970 board game was the object to take your group of armed pegs and corner the outlaw to win? 13 to 1. Subtitled. So this is a board game, I suppose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I, every time I hear that, I listen to this show all the time, and I'm like, I never get the boards. I never get the toys and games categories. I'm like, did I play with toys when I grew up? <laughs> I don't know I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I read too many books. But um, so much I don't easier know. in the first season when it was video games. <laughs> yeah, it's like. So I'm just gonna have to just guess Risk and keep it moving because I have no idea about this game. All right, Risk is incorrect. Neil, can you steal? You don't say. I I cannot. Uh, I'll just shout out one of my favorite Japanese movies and it sounds like it would fit. I'm just going to say Battle Royale. <laughs> Battle Royale is also incorrect. Um, the clues would be uh, kind of a western feel since I said the word outlaw. Mm-hmm. And when you send a group of armed people against an outlaw, you send a posse. Oh, oh okay. okay. The game was called Posse. Uh, Alright. Brian, where are we? Uh, oh, I pick for Neil. Yep, that's Neil picking for Dean on this one. Yeah, that's right. I was almost like you, John, there, and, you know, getting lost. <laughs> All right, so, Neil, you're picking for Dean? No, he picks for me. He, he just okay. gave me toys and games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. So, I can give him, I mean, I'll go right up his right up his wheelhouse with movies. All right, you're going to give him movies? Yes, why not? All right. Well, why not would there. be... Why mm-hmm. not would be if you didn't want to give it to him, but that's... I know, but I mean, it's that or TVs. I'm glad this order worked out for me, but I actually <laughs> have to show up now and show up, so we'll see. All right, let's see what you know about 80s movies. All right. Ooh, nil in the 80s. Everyone knows that no one puts Baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> what could but, this be? But what was Baby's actual first name in the movie Dirty Dancing? I bet Wade Wilson is still looking. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I can't believe this uh, fell to me, but uh, yeah, named after uh, the first uh, female uh, member of the cabinet. Uh, she was uh, Frances Houseman. Frances is correct. Good pull. There it is, because I didn't know that. I was like... And there might be a little insider trading here. I don't know how that question came to me after writing the Patrick Swayze book, but that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> that sometime is just how the dice fall. And speaking of, it's only $9 on Amazon for the holidays, so go check it out. (laughs) There you go. Nice plug. Thank you. All right. And we are left with TV for Dean. Mm -hmm. And let's see what he knows about 60s television. What 1967 sketch comedy show 
co-starred Harvey Corman, Vicki Lawrence, and Tim Conway, in addition to the namesake Starlet. I'm so glad we had this time together. Let's go <laughs> with Carol Burnett Show. Carol Burnett Show is correct. Great show. Nice. I know. I love that. All right. That is the end of round two. Brian, what is our score going into the final round? Oh, second round was a little bit tougher. We still got the same spread, but it is 90 to 60. Dean has a chance here. All right. So we need to find out what uh, questions or or categories are going to be going into our final round. Neil, since you were in the lead, which category would you like to add? Uh, I'm just, I'm not going to hide it. I'm just going to say movies. All right. And the decade will be the 50s. And Dean, what category would you like? I'm going with sports. Sports. And that will be the 2000s. So we will bookend here. So based on 50s movies and 2000 sports, go ahead and write down your bids. And you don't have to send it to me. You can just write it down. We trust you. Once again, the score is nil 90. Dean was 60. My wager is in. I got it circled. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's hear our questions. We'll start off with 50s movies. Don't be ridiculous and confuse this 1950 Ginger Rogers film with the 80s sitcom of the same name. Don't be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And your 2000 sports question. What American pro football player left his sports career and enlisted in the U.S. Army in May 2002 in the aftermath of the September 11th attacks? His service in Iraq and Afghanistan and subsequent death were the subject of national attention when he was killed in action as a result of accidental friendly fire. As our contenders are thinking about their answers, I, of course, want to send you over to BFOPnetwork.com to check out all of the wonderful shows that are on our network. Uh, All kinds of stuff. If you uh, have nostalgia for anything 70s, 80s, 90s, and even some up to today, we've got all kinds of podcasts. If you like action movies, if you like comic books, uh, if you like cult films, anything like that, we have some kind of podcast for you. BFOPnetwork.com. All right. Does anyone need a question reread? Um, I need that movies question again, please. Okay. Yeah, as well. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous and confuse this 1950 Ginger Rogers film with the 80s sitcom of the same name. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, I'm all submitted. Finally listen to the clue. Okay. I got what I got. <clears throat> all right. Well, let's find out how you did. Uh, Dean, what were your que- uh, answers to the questions? So I didn't know that movie. That, hey, Ginger Rogers, the only thing I know with her was Singing in the Rain. So I said Singing in the Rain, and I'm not even sure if that's correct, but I think that. And I got Pat Tillman for the second one. All right. And Neil, what were your answers? Uh, right away, I knew uh, 2000s. I uh, went with Pat Tillman for that one. The movie one was a little harder because I do know quite a bit of Ginger Rogers movies uh, like Twist of Fate, Black Widow, Monkey Business. And I was like trying to go through the titles. And I'm like, I don't think those were sitcoms. Dreamboat, I think, is another one. But I listened, I, I learned from earlier in the show uh, when I didn't get a clue by lis- listening to a clue that you, you said. And I, when you said, don't be ridiculous, 
Uh, it made me think of a show that my co-host Matt is obsessed with, uh, which is Perfect Strangers. I have no idea if that's a Ginger Rogers movie, but I'm totally going on the sitcom route, so I oh. said Perfect Strangers. All right, well, let's find out the correct answers. In We'll start with 2000 Sports, the American pro Beautiful. football player who unfortunately uh, passed away due to friendly fire in... Um, actually, I think it was Iraq that he passed away in, but don't quote me on that. Uh, it was, indeed, Pat Tillman. I feel like that and, was a... a- Throw there to uh, Dean after the Neil had the uh, <laughs> Patrick Swayze question. I know. Huh? I was like, well, I, I know this one at least. <laughs> and the two or the fifties movie starring Ginger Rogers, "Don't Be Ridiculous," mm-hmm. was Perfect Stranger. Good pull. When he said that, I got that too. I was like, oh, that's Latka, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, there's not going to be too much of a surprise. But let's find out what our final score was. Dean, how much did you bid? I just bet sixty. I was going okay. all in. And Neil. I'm like Dean. When I'm on my show, I, I'm terrible at betting. I just go big or go home. So I went 90. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, do that math and let us know what is our final score. Well, that's a fairly easy uh, math there. Mm-hmm. But Neil with the win of 180 to zero. Congratulations, Neil. Good game. Thank you. Uh, great. Dean, awesome competitor. Thank you so much. Uh, that was so much fun back going back and forth to you on those. So. Yeah, I listen to you all the time. I'm like, okay, this is the guy. This is all the time. So I'm, this is fun for me because it's my first foray, first time doing doing you know a con- competition like this. I listen to all you guys, so it's kind of fun for me. I'm I'm real excited to be here. So maybe some I'll get some, some more chances. I'll be ready next time. And, sure. I mean, the, the, the final score is not reflective. You you held in there, Dean. I yep. mean, it was it was a close game if you look at the, the breakdown of scores. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a great time. I really did. So I got some lucky ones thrown my way. And plus, I mean, you know, I can't lift over like 25 pounds, so you got me beat there. So I, no physical challenges <laughs> for me. So <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, the second round, it was 30 to 30. I mean, it was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you, we you were there. I really had fun. All right. Well, gentlemen, again, thank you so much for joining us Uh Dean, we'll let you uh, start uh, with any uh, final words you'd like to say. Okay. Well, like I said, thanks for having me. Um, I ran into Adam at, at, at a, in Jacksonville, and I met a lot of great guys down there. And so I found like a like a family, you know, my people, my trivia people, because, you know, there's nobody doing trivia out here like this. So I just really like appreciate the fact that I can really connect with, with some people that, I'm, that I have something in common with that uh, and we have a good time. Thank you. Awesome, and we appreciate you, sir, being a listener and uh, coming on our show today. We appreciate you there. Thank you. All right, Neil, you get the final word. Uh, Anything else you want to say or add or or plug your book one more time or whatever you got? Sure, thank you. Uh, Well, um, as a uh, first-time caller, long-time listener, thank you for having me. It's a a pleasure uh, seeing you guys in person. Um, great to uh, compete against Dean and and uh, hang out with Brian. Um, just thank you for having me. Uh, you guys do such a wonderful job. Uh, all of your content over the network. Um, just the show is just so great for me specifically. Just it's really in my my wheelhouse of things that I like uh, and the production value. Everything's awesome um, for me. Uh, if you want to check out my book, it's called Being Patrick Swayze. Uh, like I said, it's on sale on Amazon right now for the holidays. So. If you want to give it as a, a gag gift, uh, if you want to you know, get one and throw it away, I don't care. It doesn't really matter, but it, it'll just support me a little bit, so I appreciate it. He just um, wants but, the royalties. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, Not there yet. Hopefully soon, so we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, if you'd like to check out our show, it's called Triviality. It's on all your favorite podcast apps. Yeah. Uh, and um, hopefully we'll look forward to having all of you on the show, and, and we'll do a little uh, revenge uh, game here, I suppose. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you having me, and um, thank you so much. I'm definitely awesome. a listener. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
No, no, thank you. And uh, I guess I'll just say, because I'm, I'm standing in front of Dalton here from Roadhouse, a uh, message for everyone. Uh, as Dalton says, just be nice. That's all I have to say. Until it's time to not be nice. But yes, be Correct. nice. And lastly, I want to give a nice uh, a special thank you to Mr. Brian McClure for coming in and uh, filling our co-host duties while Adam is out. Thank you again, sir. We really appreciate it. It's no problem. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Well, that's Brian and I'm John. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 